Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Colin Gilmartin, and I am filling in for the amazing Tom Too Tall Cunningham this week. When I was 20 years old, I faced the reality of spending my entire adult life in the New Hampshire State Prison. I had three different felony arrests in an eight-month time frame, all of which carried a maximum sentence of 140 years in jail. Faced with the daunting task of dragging myself out of the hole I created, I spent the next 16 months in a treatment center, followed that with four months of boot camp at the New Hampshire State Prison. It was at the shock incarceration program where I was introduced to Napoleon Hill and his philosophy of individual achievement. I recently, recently wrote a book called Dream Training, which is designed to inspire a young person to do, be, or have whatever they want. Today, I coach, teach, mentor, and lead a generation of young people to think and dream big. Our guest today is Kit Summers. So you think you've had a bad day? Imagine being hit by a truck, then several years later, being hit by a truck again. After spending months in the hospital and relearning to walk and talk, world-class juggler and entertainer Kit Summers not only learned to juggle again, he learned to live again and to teach you how to live a better life. Summers' contagious optimism inspires others as he shares his secrets to finding happiness in the face of adversity. We have to learn to direct our thoughts and not let our thoughts direct us. He enthuses as he emphasizes that being happy really comes down to a matter of choice. How are you doing today, Kit? This is smooth. Very good. So how did this journey start for you? Well, I um, initially started juggling for some different. I, I even juggled because I've always been intrigued by things different. But it seems unusual. I didn't want to follow the, the normal path in life, even at a young age. So uh-huh. I practiced really hard in the first year. After one year, in 1976, I got first place on the gong show, if you can believe it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I think that tells us how old we are, though. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, 1976, um, gong show. And at that point, I said, I'm going to be a juggler. That was my life. And I practiced even harder and became good at a very young age and traveled uh, to Europe, traveled to live in Hawaii for a while. And then I I sent my videotape to an incident in Hollywood. And uh, for three weeks, I got booked as a feature performer at Bally's Casino in Atlantic City. And um, I was big time. And it was great because I I worked for two shows a night six days a week, about 12 minutes a show. So I worked very little and have paid a lot of money, and life was going excellent there. That's, that's fantastic. Well, so let me ask you this quick question. When did you know that you had a talent for juggling? How old were you? I was 15 when it first started. And... Um, just everyone can, I just I discovered that anyone can find what they are to do in life. Um, I've done much since then, but we have to develop a drive and enthusiasm and passion toward what we like, what we um, discover is for us. I've I've um, I've written, I've, I've uh, put this passion in the various other things that I've worked with in my life and done in my life, and I just see so many people who 
kind of wander through life to go nowhere because they have no direction. And yeah. so having this developed in this passion is very important to um, have a successful life, I think. Well, I would totally agree with you. It, it, it takes a long... I don't know if it takes a long time or if it just it's the discovering of what, what it is that you'd like to do and what you're good at and how it makes you feel when you do that thing. You know, I don't think I can imagine that the... Go ahead. I can only imagine that, you know, you're juggling at 15 years old and you're just, there comes a point where you are willing to trade a lot of things for that, right? Hanging out with your buddies, doing certain things because you want to, you've got something you're shooting for. Was there, I think it was probably Valley's your big gig, right? How old were you then? I was only um, 23 when I I did that and back going back when I was 19, I got hired to teach juggling at Ringling Brothers Clown College in Florida, in the circus, and I taught clowns to juggle. And um, I just I just know that everyone can find this passion, but people don't take the time to discover what they are good at, what their passion is. And we, mm-hmm. if we would simply take the time to find what we like and discover our passions, you know, I can add so much to our lives. Yeah. 100%. I think it's the people that do what they love to do is uh, such a minority, right? I mean, I coach soccer for a living, and really it's uh, it's a special thing to do what it is that you love to do. Yeah. I mean, I think of people that go to work and they're just, they're not happy with it. I mean, they can make whatever kind of money they make, but still happiness, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, is the, is the key to is the key to an enjoyable life, right? Yeah, maybe I see people who are making a lot of money, but they're wasting their life, and they are they go to work and hate it all day, and then go home, watch TV, we eat dinner, and then wake up the next day, and they'll have to go to work again. Then they make like make good money, but they're simply um, living in misery, and mm-hmm. none, that's not worth anything for me. I I could never do that. I remember. And I think I don't know when the when you got to a point where you realized that, kid. But I'm listening to you know Napoleon Hill speak, and he says, "I don't work at anything I do. I play at everything I do." How important how important is it to be you know to be different, to be yourself, to be unusual? Is that something? Is that a good quality? Is that uh, what do you think? I think it's a great quality. Just People lose their, they lose their curiosity. They lose their fun. They lose their discovery, and all the things that we we found when we were children that we need to hold on to. I just, I get fascinated when, like, walking or watching a bug, you know, build something, or you know, even walking. Or if people would simply look for the little things, and if they would discover their. Um, just be curious and curious about everything. And it just can open so many doors and windows. People get so focused and centered on one direction, on one way to do things, that they can't open their mind to their ideas. And for everything, there's a, there are numerous ways to do them. And I certainly had to do that because I had to relearn everything after um, an accident that I had. 
Well, tell us about that. What uh, what gave okay. you the strength to come back after the way you did after? I mean, you could, after yeah, both actions. Let me go in detail. So the belly's juggling, performing, and loving it. Life was going so good, and one day while walking to the show in the tub rainstorm, I was about to cross that Lang Avenue. It was very busy. I looked left, saw nothing. I looked right, nothing coming. So I started across the street. And it was, like I said, a terrible rainstorm. Anyway, I got hit by a truck. And I got, I got a face thrown like 20 feet. And I went to coma and slept for 37 days. And then when I woke up from that, I had relearned basically everything. I had relearned how to walk and talk and juggle. I knew what to do in my mind. I had to reach out my nerve passages on how to do it. So once again, I, I really had to relearn, but I knew what to do in my mind. I had to return my body again. How long? How so long then, was the first? You spent thirty-seven days in a coma. How long were you uh, doing rehabilitation? I was uh, five or six months. I was in the hospital for a month or two, and then outpatient for some months afterward. And um. I used to ride bicycles quite a bit, and it's about 10 miles from my house, my house to the rehab. And um, after I learned to ride a bike, a bike again, I would make that ride to go to rehab. <laughs> it was about 10 miles each way. And this was, once again, the uh, drive to do my best no matter what happens. How, when you were... When you're going through this process, did anybody, were there people that said you'll never do, you'll never juggle again, you'll never walk again? Any, what was the, what was the prognosis? I mean, it's a daunting task as well, as well to take 37 days and be uh, unconscious and unaware of things yeah, in a coma. Yeah, many people did say that oh, you'll never juggle again, and even including my doctor, who sent me a letter that he was surprised that I could was able to juggle again. Well, the brain injury, no one ever knows the outcome of any anything because my juggling is far below what it was, but I can juggle. And But um, like each person gets hit in a different part of their brain, and which will affect different areas of their life. And so I, um, in fact, when you have the accident, I performed again, and... Um, that was a really big comeback show, and um, so at that point I was riding in cycle and juggling enough to do a show, but like I said, far below what I, what I could do before. But um, it just it's amazing how the brain can heal, and how we you know seems to so few of us truly use learn to use our brain correctly because it's just we take the time to think in detail about things, and, um, like, I really thought about, you know, best way to come back, or, well, before that, best way for my juggling, and then I come back, and, um, well, after I came back from the, um, first accident, I, I did a lot of speaking and traveling, and I went to schools, and I entertained kids with my juggling magic while I told them my story of my comeback, and, um, so it was very, entertaining and enlightening and I greatly enjoyed that and worked with many schools and 
It was a great thing. And um, then get this. I started a company. I developed a, a fast salsa that people liked a lot. So I um, started a company called Summer Salsa. And if anyone wants to see it, summersalsa.com. That's S-U-M-M-U-R-S-S-A-L-S-A.com. But the salsa business did quite well for me. And I got away from my speaking and writing and focus on that. So then um Tell us a little bit about the, okay, what is what is summer what is summer salsa? That's my um my fresh salsa my company I started some years ago. I'm making I made fresh salsa and I sell I sold at farmers markets and festivals and fairs and through a number of stores and it did quite well for me. So I went from juggling Incredible. to salsa. <laughs> That's a pretty big. Uh, it just shows you that spread. Any, anyone can make a living about anything. It's um, people don't take the time to develop what they really like. And my salsa um, did quite well. And it's not of going for excellence. I just see in life that you know, with an excellent or without, people seldom go for excellence. They go for mediocrity, and that gets them nowhere. In every little detail of our life, um, no matter no matter how big or small the task, if we aim for toward excellence, that can multiply into magnificence. And we right. we get in the habit of maintaining the excellence, of aiming toward excellence, and that can add so much to our life if we do that. What did you learn that lesson, Kit? That's a that's a that's a that is, that one point that you said, excellence. And uh, you know, I can look back on my own life and see the pattern here, but I didn't understand that. Didn't get that. That message never came. It never came to me for whatever reason. Maybe I wasn't feeling yeah. good enough about myself to be able to take that message in. But when did you learn that? Um, just with my juggling back. Um, you know that you know, I was learning juggling. Just to, I had to go process to maintain the pattern. Because with juggling, it's obvious when you drop. And to not drop, you have to do excellence. And I just learned from that to apply the idea of excellence to everything in my life. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, I do perfect life and next level is excellence. Of course, I have troubles and problems and difficulties. But if we always aim for the best we can, we get get back so much more. So you're saying the me I see is the me I'll be. Yeah. And you so and you saw great it. things for yourself. Yes. And um I guess in the game forward and up. Getting back to my story though, so um I did my salsa company and then ran my bike one day and uh, hit by the second truck. Did I tell about that yet? That's that no. But tell us tell, oh, okay. us tell us how the second truck got you. <laughs> oh, I ride my bike along the right side of the road. I saw a truck coming toward me. He got in the left hand turn lane. I thought, Oh no, not again. So he plowed through me, broke my clavicle, my knee and three ribs and in this hospital again for months and a broken body again. And um so twice my life I've had two different trucks and I'm still smiling. Man, 
Did you think that you might have been uh, your calling is something pretty big for you then? I <laughs> you're still able to survive some of these accidents. Yeah, well, going back to my story, about eight months before I get hit by the truck, um, well, I was married for 22 years, and my wife uh, and I were not doing so good, but she decided to leave me and divorce me. So that was devastating, really awful. And then getting out of here by that truck, and then about eight months after that, here's something you can relate to, relate to very closely. Um, yeah. And that's our neighbor and I. We never really got along. One day, he called the police. He told the police that I had threatened to shoot him with a gun. I have no gun. I've never shot wow. a gun. The police, the police believed him. I'd have spent a month in jail. It was the worst month of my life. It was incredibly terrible. And um, so these awful that's, that's things amazing. were... That's amazing. Uh, and so it just... The worst part about being in jail was the... Um, no, they, they provide no way to advance. No one... You know, it's like Jerry Spinner on TV, oh boy. Um, there was no classes, so there, there was no... Um, lessons or help with the future. It was just give your spend some of your time and I did a lot of reading and studying and writing but um it's just such a timely search for everyone. That's the worst thing for me. I just actually thought of an idea, a business idea that I'd like to do with you. Is maybe we can set up we can set up some uh we'll set up a maybe a book list of just Self-improvement ideas, you know, some of the best books that you've come up with are read, and, you know, we'll, we'll present this to the correctional facilities as, a, as an opportunity for, because, look, uh, that's a big deal, right, being, not being able to learn. Yes. It's, or knowing that you need, there's you're, certain things that you need to survive. And you're trapped in there, just, and they don't provide anything. It's very, very difficult. But I'd love to do something with you to help. Ah, that's beautiful. It's what what Napoleon Hill would call a mastermind session. We're just doing it in front of millions of people on the radio. That's wonderful. But that's exactly how it works, right? Hey, yes. It starts with an idea. That's us. Good thing. So so tell me what, so how the, how the, how the, 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 obviously, the marriage was struggling at the time. When did when did uh, you realize that that was not going forward? They were in jail. Um, just quickly, I mean, they took all my stuff away and sent me uh, to my cell. I just saw that um, there would be no furtherance of this place. It just eventually, the, all the charges were dropped and. Yeah, uh, you know, it ruined my life for a month, but they uh-huh. just admitted they were wrong, and uh, terrible thing. But anyway, I am year after that. Well, less than a year after that, I um, I do workshop. I help jugglers to improve, and they're juggling and they're performing. And I thought, well, I've done the workshop. I've traveled across the U.S. I went to Japan three times, or Europe three times, and I decided, well, I've never been to Australia. And so I was able to set up 
five workshops in, for workshops in Australia, five workshops in New Zealand, and I went and spent a month in each country, and it was just such a wonderful thing to heal me and get through these terrible things I've been in. And so that was in, like I said, 2012, and uh, it was a great getaway. But since then, since I got back, I've been working on writing a series of books called Beyond Your Potential. And these books are packed with ideas to help people move up to the higher level in their life, to basically live a better life. And I've received some great comments from people on just the the fun reading of the book and how it really helps them to move forward. Okay, are all three books available now? And where can they? Where can our listeners uh, purchase a copy of these books? They can go to my website. The website is kitsummers.com. That's spelled K-I-T-S-U-M-M-E-R-S. Kitsummers.com, and you can see the books on there, or they can order the books through Amazon.com also. Excellent. So it's kitsummers.com or Amazon. Yeah. And the, the title of the books again, Kit? Beyond Your Potential. And it's a three-book set. It's or is this the first book, book of the, the three? First, the first two books are out. How about this for your listeners? I have a gift. Um, yes. If they go to my, go to my website, um, k-i-t-s-u-m-m-e-r-s.com, if they go to my website and send an email from there, and if they mention the, our radio talk we're doing right now, I'll send them a free digital copy of my first book, Alexman. Excellent. Um, I know our mm-hmm. listeners will uh, will certainly take you up on that, and I know that I will too. <laughs> hey. Sounds like it's right up right up my alley. So, kid, I have another question for you. What? Tell me about a fa- tell me about a favorite story you have about working with with other people. Well, just I've just found that the more you help other people, the better your life can be. And when you bring a smile to their face, it'll bring joy to you. To you. And I just see so many people who get like away from everyone and they stay in depression. And if these people simply maybe go to the hospital and help help out, you know, with patients or help out how they can. It will bring such joy to their lives. So it's just the more you help other people, the better your life will be. Ah, I certainly agree with that. Uh, I was coaching a eleven-year-old girl this morning, and she's been working at this. You talk about juggling with the pins. I, I teach the young kids how to juggle a soccer ball with their feet, kids. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure it's something that you you would you would enjoy. I think uh, when. When we meet up, wherever we meet up, I'll bring a big ball. You can bring the small ones, and we'll okay. we'll have a go at it. <laughs> hey, can you can you juggle? But so three? I, I, yeah. say that again. Can you juggle three balls or three objects? I, I can't. I'm still just working on the one. I'm trying to stick with the basics, so I don't have to go back to the basics. Yeah, yeah. But I was uh, I was we were talking. <laughs> we were talking about a goal that she had set for herself to do a certain pattern, right? foot, thigh, head, thigh, foot. And she was struggling at a task. And then when she was able to do it, I said, hey, I heard you, you you completed that. You reached that goal. And she had the biggest smile on her face. So 
I totally agree with you. It's important to be able to, you know, do set little things and be able to go and teach and man, it's rewarding. Yes. Yeah, Give a little back. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It'll help you with more than them. Oh. Yeah, the gratitude that comes to one who get, who teaches someone something that they couldn't do by themselves beforehand is really powerful. Oh, it's That's so exactly nice, yeah. what you're talking about. It, it gives you the energy to, to do the thing that you love to do. Yes, exactly. And like I said, I can't juggle like I used to, but I still know intuitively you have to be at a bad struggle and it helps. So I can help others to get better. And, and as they improve, it helps me in, in you know, mentally. It's a good thing. Absolutely. How? What does create? What role does creativity play when you're facing obstacles? Well, of course, I um, I never even knew much about comas or rehab centers or hospitals, and so just I had to use my mind to find ways to come back and you know of course I had help from therapists and nurses and such but we have to be creative in our thinking to always find new ways to do things and um, better ways to move forward and like I'm not saying that I you know just came right back or was never depressed I had times when I cried when I felt life was over when I was so depressed. But after a while, I saw that in these times, that it's a, it's a feeling that we bring on ourselves. If we if we just remember that, like when, when two are depressed, if they remember that, that we back up against them doing good, that'll keep them up. If they just know that they think they'll never go back up and do good again, that'll keep them way down. But just remember that you will come back and do good again. And if you can think in this way, you'll never be depressed in your life again. Because I just shoot these accidents and different things. I've just lost so much. But I've gained so much too. I've, I'm not, I've never been happier in my life than I am now. Just without, even after going through these things, just to be able to write my books and speak around the world and help others to move up to the higher level and, I just really enjoy my life very much. Man, I enjoy your life for you. <laughs> and hey, that's how excited yeah. I am about hearing you speak right now. Well, let me ask uh, you this, Kit. What, what, uh, how important is it to do what you love to do? To do what you love? I, I, I believe that, yeah. It's kind I, of I guess I just look at the thing. You talked about it as a, as a young person trying to find out your purpose. Or to discover what you love, just try everything. I, I just, if you really expand and try all you can, then you'll find the thing that's right for you. Um, you know, even being a whatever occupation, there's so many hundreds of different things people can do. So just, yeah, discover, look for that. People don't look for what they love to do. They take, mm-hmm. they take a moment just to see what they love and then pursue that with excellence. Then they can do it for a living and they'll stay happy. And it just, 
like I said before, I just hate to see people waste their life in a career or job that they don't like. I guess there's a process to go through. You know, you, you, you're, you're told that you have to go to, you, you, you have to have education to win or you have to be, you know, beautiful or look a certain way or come from a certain yeah. side of the tracks so you can win. And so you have to be able at some point to throw those things away and say, you know what, that's just not true. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's never been true and I have the opportunity to make whatever it is I want to make out of my life. That's right. And that's why people start businesses, they start projects, they start doing things like you're talking about, giving back and, and really trying to make an impact, you know? Yes. And yeah, I think yeah. that, is, that is magnificent. And you know it when you see it. You don't, even have, you, you don't even have to see it. You can just feel it because the, vi- the, the, the vibration is so incredible. Tell yeah. me a little bit about your school, what you're, what you're doing with the, with the school. I, when you started talking in the beginning of our interview, kid, I said, I was thinking, man, I think this guy's going to start a school at some point. Oh, <laughs> Um, what, in the future, just, and just talk. You're gonna you're gonna have this philosophy that you've been building towards, and you're going to say, you know what, this is right on, <laughs> and I'm gonna yeah. make it happen. Well, what I was saying about schooling is, uh, for a number of years, I went to schools and I did assemblies, and I told my story to the kids, along with juggling magic, and so it was great that the juggling magic holder held their attention. Well, they're giving me positive ideas, like reaching for what they want to do now at their young age and aiming, aiming for excellence and just have so many ideas to help people move forward, even at their young age. That's fantastic. What, any, what, was the, what's, what was the most impressive thing a young person has said to you, maybe in the last little bit of time or something about their dream or, or something oh, yeah, about... I'm, yeah, from my programs, I hear I hear from kids, like, at the end, I'll say to the audience, so what did you learn from my story that can help you advance, and where do you see yourself going? And I just hear back these these dreams and these hopes that kids have. It's just fantastic, and I just trust them to keep moving forward with that idea to never give up, and I just see that... If people start at a young age like that, they can achieve wonders. Yeah, I think uh, kids just need to be told they can do it. I mean, I see a lot of young kids, and I'm, you know, showing them some things, and I I bet the first time that a young person picks up three juggling balls, they're thinking in their mind, what? I can't do this. Yes, exactly. (laughs) No matter how many times I try it, I'll never get it. And I... uh, and that's just that's using that creative power, that imagination, that creative vision that Napoleon Hill would talk about, using it in a negative way, and you get a negative result. There's nothing nothing positive can come from a negative action. Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And people always live their life in that misery and in that <laughs> oh, I can't do it, and they'll bring that on. Is if we live in life of, yes, I can do it, of, yes, it's a great future, and I'm going to aim toward that, then we'll bring that on, which, you know, it's our choice. Absolutely. Well, as we uh, as we start to close here, Kit, have you ever been to the, the Big Easy 
New Orleans, Louisiana. I did. I went one year with my my juggling partner. Him and I went to Mardi Gras and performed juggling uh-huh. uh, around different places and really enjoyed the, my time down there. Uh, and I've known a, a few street performers, and some of them are good friends of mine. They tell me that the street performing here in the city is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I would, I am going to extend an invitation for you to come and stay at my house for any event that they have here. Could doesn't have to be Mardi Gras. It could be another French Quarter Fest. It could be, man, this city likes to have a good time, and I think you would, uh, you would really enjoy some gumbo, maybe a few yeah. chocolate grilled oysters. Perhaps we can set up my speaking program somewhere down there, and uh, I'd love to come Absolutely. down for that. Well, that's that good. I'll, we'll, fact, we'll, we'll, set, um, we'll, we'll, we will set that up. How's that? Okay. Yeah, maybe one of your listeners has an idea for, um, because I need to uh, put together a new video with, like, a, a current one. I have one that's older, but I need to do a current one. So I'm offering my speaking program uh, for free for any company or who wants to bring me in. If they pay for me to get there, I would love to speak for free. And motivate employees to achieve excellence. So, well, I mean, that sounds like a win-win situation, Kit. Yeah, Everybody yeah. wins when that happens. Those That's are the kind of yeah, those yeah. are the kind of situations I try to focus on these days. Uh huh. And yeah, because I need that video within a month because I'm um, the someone who wants to set me up for a program in New York City, and I need to get a new video to them. So, gosh, it would help me out so much if one of your listeners. I'm pulling for someone in the Big Easy to get you to come on down. How's that? Well, Kit, it's been an an amazing time, and I think Tom would feel the same way. Uh, I'm certainly very happy and grateful. Just to re uh, bring back some of these, you can, summersalsa.com. And for Kit's books, don't forget that great offer, kitsummers.com. Email and receive a free book. That was fantastic, yeah. Kit. I will, uh, will, we will speak offline. Thank you, listeners, oh, yeah. and we'll see you next time.